What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. It's a night for laughs. I walked into my parents four <gasps> times as a child. I walked in on her parents. No! And tears. You love your brother so deeply, but I want to know who you are. I don't know who I am. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, January 24th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Oppenheimer stormed the 2024 Oscar nominations Tuesday morning, leading the way with 13 overall, including Best Picture, director Christopher Nolan, actor Killian Murphy, supporting actor Robert Downey Jr., and supporting actress Emily Blunt, while Greta Gerwig's Barbie, which earned eight nods, made headlines for other reasons, particularly America Ferreira's surprise nomination for supporting actress and its director's absence from the Best Director lineup, where Anatomy of a Fallhelmer Justine Trier and The Zone of Interest's Jonathan Glazer likely took her spot. While Margot Robbie was also snubbed in the Best Actress category, she was nominated for her work in producing the Best Picture-nominated blockbuster. The second highest number of nominations was Yorgos Lanthimos's Poor Things Hall of 11 nods, which also resulted in Emma Stone becoming a double nominee this year. She is also a producer on the film, in addition to showing up in the Best Actress category. Elsewhere, Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon earned 10 nominations, though it was curiously left out of the screenplay race. Lily Gladstone's Best Actress nomination, however, still marked a monumental occasion after she became the first Native American woman to place in the category. Check out our full list of nominations, more snubs and surprises, our interviews with nominees Lily Gladstone and America Ferreira, nominee reactions, and so much more at EW.com. In other awards news, the Golden Raspberry Awards organization, which honors the worst movies of the year, unveiled its annual slate of Razzie honorees, with high-profile sequels earning the most recognition among Hollywood titles, particularly lead worst picture nominee Expendables 4, the ensemble action flick starring Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, and 50 Cent. Statham appeared in another worst picture nominee, Meg to the Trench, with the category rounded out by the critic maligned The Exorcist Believer, Zachary Levi's theatrical flop Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and the horror flick Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Among acting nominees for Worst Performances of the Year are Statham for Meg 2, Vin Diesel for Fast X, Jennifer Lopez for The Mother, Mel Gibson in Confidential Informant, Kim Cattrall in About My Father, Helen Mirren in Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and Megan Fox, who earned two nods for her work in both Johnny and Clyde and Expendables 4. Winners will be announced on Saturday, March 9th, 
the day before the 96th Academy Awards. And Charles Osgood, the venerable host of CBS Sunday Morning, who shepherded the program over two decades, died Tuesday after living with dementia. He was 91. Osgood was best known as the Sunday Morning anchor who helmed the show from 1994 to 2016. He succeeded original host Charles Kraut and ultimately served a long tenure of 22 years to Kraut's 15. He was also the voice of The Osgood File, a daily news commentary series for CBS News Radio. Outside of the newsroom, Osgood served as the narrator of Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, the 2008 film starring Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. He was also an acclaimed author, pinning books including A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the White House. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Remember the part in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids where the kids are running around the backyard with bugs and it was kind of terrifying? Well, our number three pick is that, except instead of terrifying, it's charming and compelling. A Real Bug's Life is a new series inspired by Pixar's A Bug's Life. Aquafina narrates a dive into the teeny tiny world of insects, showing off their strange lives and near superpowers. Take a listen to the trailer. Bugs. Give me the scaly, the squishy. Oh, she's fluffy. The beadier the eyes, the better. Okay, this is getting weird. Can we move on? These curious creatures crawl, creep, and climb their way through life. I'm talking about epic tales on a miniature scale, and it's all real. Yeah, we do it live. Yep, even that one. <laughs> Stories of stingers and stoppers will leave you squirming for more. The show brings you right down to their level to explore the world as a bug sees it. A Real Bug's Life premieres today on Disney+. Plus. It's trivia time. We are testing your memory with today's question. During the circus scene in A Bug's Life, you can see something that has been in every single Pixar movie with the exception of The Incredibles. So what is it? A discarded Woody toy, a bouncing ball in the background, or the Pizza Planet delivery truck? Stick around for the answer. We're going out to dinner for the series debut of Chrissy and Dave Dine Out. Chrissy Teigen, Chef David Chang, and their friend Joel Kim Booster are taking friends out to dinner on a show that's part interview, part deep dive into Los Angeles' best restaurants, and part exploration of the culture and food systems that bind us together. Here's a taste of their new show. What's your most embarrassing story? Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chrissy Teigen. I was supposed to be John's big cover-up for a while. People thought he was gay. No, oh, he's not. <laughs> and I'm we David Chang. Uh, and I love this. I can just eat, taste, talk. With our good friend Joel Kim Booster, we are taking the coolest people we know out for a bunch of insanely delicious meals. I'm going to be really sassy. Good luck. Here we go. Let's get real real. 
This is just giving me so much PTSD right now. What does The Rock smell like? No one's breath can be that good. <laughs> Don't care about the cameras. Okay. Tell us the truth. I walked in on my parents four <gasps> times as a child. I walked in on her parents. No! Damn. You don't realize the weight you carry as a person of color. There's just so many stories out there that have not had a light cast on it. A lot of the things I think are good turn out terrible. So maybe one out of my ten ideas are really good. Nine are whatever. That's how I feel about my movie. <laughs> Each week will feature new restaurants, new guests, and new stories with the promise of dinner with Alexandra Daddario, Jimmy Kimmel, Kumail Nanjiani, Regina Hall, Simu Liu, and more. The series debuts on Freeform tonight at 10, and it will be available to stream tomorrow on Hulu. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. The Fab Five return to New Orleans for today's number one pick. They're in the Big Easy to jazz up the lives of six heroes on season eight of Queer Eye. And it'll be a special one, too, as it will be the last for beloved interior design expert Bobby Burke, who announced his departure from the series last year. A KISS superfan who works as his brother's caregiver, an athletic director at the Louisiana School for the Deaf, and a former nun looking to put herself back out there are among the heroes who find their lives transformed by the Fab Five this season. Here's the trailer. Our hero this week is possibly one of the biggest KISS superfans of all time. Oh, wait wow. a second. I have the perfect thing. Oh. Yeah! Ah! Let's help this former nun find a future hun. This is the chapel. Is that holy water? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <gasps> Who designed this? Bam. And that tail. It's a detail I didn't know I needed. <laughs> All right, let's go. Denton's football school for the deaf. Is at risk of being cut entirely. No. Are we ready? Let's yeah. do this. Oh. Yes, healing journey. Okay. We're upon you. Well, Bobby, along with Karamo, Jonathan Tan, and Anthony, once again bring the laughs and the tears, so many tears, as they help our heroes look deeper within themselves in order to live their best lives. How much time do you take for yourself? <laughs> Sorry. Just for me, before we get off this boat, I need you to scream, I deserve to be happy. Shots. I deserve to be happy! It's okay to learn new things. It's okay to make yourself vulnerable. I really threw myself into work, and I don't want to limit myself yeah. anymore. Love. Yeah. Our best time is now. Smack, smack, you are gorgeous. So grab yourself some beignets and perhaps lots of tissues and tune into Queer Eye Season 8, streaming now on Netflix. 
Trivia. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. During the circus scene in A Bug's Life, you can see something that's been in every single Pixar movie except The Incredibles. What is it? A discarded Woody toy, a bouncing ball, or the Pizza Planet delivery truck? Well, Pixar fans have made a game of tracking down the Pizza Planet delivery truck in every movie, because they always manage to sneak it in there. It's not so hidden in A Bug's Life, but it has popped up in more subtle ways, like as a tattoo in Toy Story 4, tucked away in Soul's Hall of Everything, or as a sunken moss-covered relic at the bottom of the sea in Finding Dory. And that is it for our show today. We will have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Executive Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Jessica Wang, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to Watch.